Good day, sir. This is On The Left Side, the alternative football show, making football funny. What a week it's been. On Saturday, we were presented with a beautiful gift from the footballing gods. Another piece of classic Cammy during his report on Palace versus City. But he could only head it straight at him. Sakari Banga, uh, Bakarish, uh, uh, I think it's beautiful. And I'm sure as City went on to win the game, Bakary won't be too bothered about the mispronunciation. And nor will his teammates, Stahim Rurling, Savid Dilva and Kinney Vumpany. Right, what's coming up on this week's show? We celebrate the return of a footballing hero. Yay! Learn a bit of Geordie. However, chop chop. And realise that Gary Lineker is much better on politics than he is on football. But first, I'll get the beers in, Wayne. The good news for Wayne Rooney this week is that no one is talking about his terrible form for club and country this season now. Seemingly every newspaper in the land went with a sensational headline-grabbing story this week about a 31-year-old man having a couple of beers on a day off, and the world went crazy. <laughs> so, after the Scotland game, it appeared that Wayne Rooney was seen on a night out. Downing booze and gate-crashing a wedding. Along with photographic evidence. Personally, the highlight of the story for me was the revelation that hours before the photos were taken, interim England boss Gareth Southgate had told the striker to go to bed, like some kind of embarrassing dad. Oi. Which in my mind already makes him a better candidate for that job than Allardyce ever was. Big Sam refused to tell Rooney where to play on the pitch, whereas our Gaz is telling him what time to get tucked up with some bedtime stories. Speaking of Big Sam, some papers even went as far to compare the Rooney situation with that of Sam's sacking, with the Daily Mail asking, Allardyce was paid off for having a boozy lunch. Rooney seemed intent on a boozy breakfast. What's the difference? Firstly, I'm not entirely sure that the aspect of the football for sale story that upset the FA was the ex-England boss enjoying a Chinese buffet and a pint of wine. And secondly, unless Wayne happened to be brokering a very profitable deal to negotiate dodgy transfers with one of the other wedding guests, I'd say there was a fairly substantial difference. But whilst the world condemned Waza, everyone's favourite football manager stood up for the England man, with Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp saying... All the legends you still love and all the guys you still admire and all that stuff, they drank like devils and they smoked like crazy and they were still good players. Yeah, get a grip. It never did the legends any harm, did it? Bobby Moore, Jack Charlton, Georgie Beth. Well, it never did Jack and Bobby any harm anyway. But everything else at Manchester United is tickety-boo, right? Grabbing defeat from the jaws of victory against Arsenal this weekend and a very indifferent league form means that the pressure is on Jose Mourinho and he continues to be his usual charming self in the press conferences. This time, he was avoiding questions on Chris Smalling. For Chris Smalling, you cannot ask. You cannot ask because you have your sources, you trust your sources, you believe in your sources, you write what your sources uh, tells you. I don't say a word about Chris Mullen. You have your sources, you trust your sources, you do the big headlines with your sources, and now I'm not interested in, in comment on, on that. I don't think I've ever heard someone say sources quite that much. Is it a new catchphrase? And what sources is he talking about? Brown? Ketchup? A nice garlic mayonnaise, perhaps? And also interesting that everyone at United apparently has their own sources. 
in my house we tend to share. Anyway, as if Mourinho's obsession with condiments wasn't bad enough, things at United hit an all-time low this week when professional hat wearer Ollie Murs rocked up at their Carrington training ground. I can only imagine it was used as some kind of threat to motivate a decent performance out of his team with Jose threatening that if things don't improve soon, Ollie will be back and this time he's going to sing. Is it any wonder that Wayne Rooney's hit the bottle there? Eh? But obviously, he wasn't the only overrated superstar with questionable dance moves on show. There was Paul Pogba too. And the world's most expensive player's fame continues to grow beyond the football pitch, this time with the Pogster becoming a question on a school maths paper to help teach kids the Pythagoras theorem with the angles created when he pulls his trademark move, the dab. Surely a much better maths question would have been, if Manchester United have £100 million and spend £89 million on Paul Pogba, then how long did it take Juventus to stop laughing at them? <laughs> Speaking of dramatically overrated players, a former Manchester resident, Mario Balotelli, is tearing it up in France at the moment. The former City striker is knocking in goals for Nice with the same regularity and vigour that Wayne Rooney knocks back Jaeger bombs at a stranger's wedding. His form has helped fire Nice to the top of the table, and Mad Mario has a unique way that he intends to celebrate if they win the league. He's promised to fly a helicopter over the city. Are you kidding me? Mario Balotelli is going to fly a helicopter over Nice. That's as crazy as giving Donald Trump nuclear code. He can't even be trusted with fireworks in his own bathroom, and you're going to give him the keys to a helicopter. I don't know about you, but in my head, I'm seeing this as a recreation Balotelli style of Apocalypse Now, as Mario flies over the French city throwing Catherine wheels out the whirlybird, whilst Ride of the Valkyries blasts out of a ghetto blaster. Hashtag pray for Nice. Gareth Southgate's position as England's supply teacher is coming to an end and whilst he did stop Wayne Rooney from killing the class hamster and Jordan Henderson did his homework on time this week, he didn't do anything particularly remarkable either. To be fair, the friendly versus Spain, flying in the face of the usual international friendly attitude, was the most interesting part of the quartet of games, with Southgate finally convincing many that he wasn't going to tear off his rubber mask at any moment to reveal he was in fact Roy Hodgson in disguise. I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for putting Harry Kane on corners. Very, very good player. Even Jamie Vardy got in on the action. The Leicester City striker may have been having a party last season, but after 14 games without a goal, it looked like this was very much the day after, with Vardy picking up all the half-drunk beer cans full of fag butts and trying to get that dodgy stain out of the car. He set up the penalty and then he bagged one from himself, celebrating in his very own mannequin challenge, standing perfectly stock still on the football pitch, in a very similar way to what Zlatan Ibrahimovic has been doing all season for Manchester United. To be fair, for the first 45 minutes I was getting pretty excited with some of the best performances by players in an England shirt since Ashley Cole promised Cheryl Tweedy he'd be faithful on their wedding day. And I wasn't the only one. Professional crisp salesman and TV pundit Gary Lineker was also getting excited. He tweeted, A prediction. England will be really competitive for the next 10 years. Terrific batch of young talent. Seriously? A little bit premature, perhaps. I'd be happy if England could be competitive for the next 10 minutes, Gary. Forget 10 years. 
Still, at least he didn't promise he was going to strip off if he got this one right. But what about the big job? Does Gareth Southgate deserve it? He certainly thinks so. I've proved to myself that I can manage big matches. Yep, nothing says proved yourself in big games like a World Cup qualifier against Malta and an international friendly against a Spanish B team. Doing it where it counts, Gaz. Doing it where it counts. But we'll have to wait and see if Southgate is going to get the gig full-time or not, which seems pretty inevitable, really. I mean, this is a world in which a pumpkin-headed reality TV star hell-bent on megalomania convinced the US population that the problems of the world can be solved by a bit of masonry and go on to become president of the USA. Of course, Southgate can become England manager. In fact, he could have run on during the Malta game, grabbed Danny Rose by the pussy, and he would still be made England manager. He could have built a real-life wall on the pitch during England and Scotland and still become England manager. He could have brought himself on with 10 minutes to go against Spain, booted the ball into the back of his own net five times and still become England manager. In fact, that probably would have been a better option than bringing on Aaron Cresswell. What I'm saying is much crazier things have happened recently. And the only main difference is that this time, the final decision won't be going down to the American people. It'll be made by Graham Lasso, which is much, much worse. Rafa Benitez seems to be doing okay at Newcastle right now. The former Liverpool boss's team is top of the championship and a candid snap from the training ground gave us mere mortals a glimpse into the Spaniards' managerial masterclass. A picture from one of Rafa's armada of Spanish coaches at work revealed a secret. Pinned to his office wall was a piece of paper covered in Geordie to English translations. Way I man. The paper showed terms like How we man meaning Hurry up please and This is Wallace in the bed meaning This is my girlfriend and child. It's a great idea which I'm sure helps not only the coaches and players communicate better, but the foreign members of the background staff also settle into the area. So, how long until other teams take a leaf out of Rafa's book and do the same? I'm sure Slaven Bilic would benefit from knowing that Fuck now, mate, we're a Barry McGuigan away from the action. You can't see the Hampton Rule from here. Is how West Ham fans might express how upset they are about the distance from the pitch at the London Stadium. A quiet, inconsolable sobbing noise could be a sign from Manchester United fans that they're a little disappointed with this season's form. And as for David Moyes, he could do with knowing that a silent and simple, forlorn, slow wave goodbye is how Sunderland's currently refer to their chances of staying in the Premier League. And finally, in this often dark world of football, sometimes we need a bit of light. And that light is Ian Holloway. Yep, Ollie is back, and he's back with a bang. He may be slowly morphing into a footballing version of Michael Evis, but he's still got wit and charm where it counts. The main man at QPR used his very first press conference at the club to launch into a classic Ollie rant at the FA for their dilly-dallying on giving Gareth Southgate the full-time England job. If I was them, I would have made a decision there and then to give it to him. I mean, good God, we're going to take our time to do what? What have you been doing, any one of you? Who are you? So now, give him the job. Christ's sake, what more do you want him to do? 
I think who are you in a West Country accent might be the greatest thing I've ever heard. It's halfway between a farmer stereotype and a great football chant. So to mark Holloway's triumphant return to the humble football press conference, here's the greatest ever Ollieisms. Oh, I'm DJ Jim, and this is uh, the greatest ever Ollieisms countdown. In at number three, we've got the Bristolian's unique take on his team's poor performance. And put it in gentleman's terms, if you go out on a night and you're looking for a young lady and you pull one, you know, that's it. Some some weeks they're good looking and some weeks they're not the best. And, and our performance today would have been not the best looking um, bird, but at least we'd have gone home in a taxi with it. A non-mover of number two, we've got Holloway on Golden Balls himself, Mr. David Beckham. Sir David Beckham, you're having a laugh. He's just a good footballer with a famous bird. Can you imagine if Posh was called Lady Beckham? We'd never hear the end of it. But at number one on Ian Holloway's top chat chart, we've got the man himself on the man himself. <laughs> Soccer superstar, Cristiano Ronaldo. He's six foot four, fit as a flea, good looking. He's got to have something wrong with him. Hopefully, he's hung like a hamster. So, welcome back, Ian. We... <coughs> Welcome back, Ian. We've missed you. They want to say I'm funny. Good luck. Right, that's another week of football funny. Done. Thank you for enjoying it with me. If you want more of the same old episodes, videos, and everything you need from our social accounts, head to ontheleftside.co.uk because it's all there. Right, I'm off to examine the genitals of my pet hamster because that's full time. Bye. 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 On the Left Side is a Paint Your Headphones production written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson. What a knacker! But what about the big job? (laughs) I said big job. (laughs) But what about the big job? Does... (laughs) But what about the big job? Does... I can't do it now. But what about the big job? Does... This is our outtakes for this. <laughs>